Ladies and gentlemen of the worldwide interwebs, good evening and welcome to Joe's People. It's a Catholic podcast, but it's not totally lame. Tonight on the big show, Joe laughs it up with his good buddy Sam Higgins. They banter about the Pope falling down in Mexico and their Lenten experiences. Then Liz Hyertz visits to talk about her job as a licensed professional counselor. It's the intersection of Catholic and happy. And now, a man who makes me a better Catholic. Wait... Weren't you the one who told Delilah that Samson needed a trim because he started looking like a hippie? Hey, stick to the script. And now, the man who makes me a better Catholic, Mr. Joe Geisler and Sam Higgins. Alright, so, uh, well, thanks for that awesome intro. Uh, Alright, so I'm here with my buddy uh, Sam Higgins. How's it going, Sam? Hey, not too bad. How are you? Good, good. So we had a slight hiatus uh, yeah, for yeah. a little, little bit. More than a little. Took a little bit of time off. Been like, so. uh, I, uh, could be a year. Well, actually, I recorded one, but I, I haven't actually edited the last one I recorded. But it feels so. just like it was yesterday. Uh, no, we actually we did one last uh, last in November uh, with uh, uh, with Mark and Alex about their movie. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that was a good one. So. But yeah, so uh, yeah, so we're back. Uh, we're going to interview uh, my friend Liz uh, Hertz. I'm assuming I'm pronouncing that correctly. So I have absolutely no idea. It's a um, it sounds like a, it looks like a German name. Like Renner, sure. Renner, like Hertz uh, Renner. No, um, no, actually, H E U E R T Z. Okay, but so, it sounds yeah. the same. But so, yeah, like I said, like, like the Renner Clark. Yeah, it kind of like okay. that. But uh, not not exactly that. But, but yeah, um, so um, Pope Francis. Now um, we always like to talk about him because people like him, and uh, mostly and. Uh, yeah, he got angry uh, in Mexico. Uh, the crowd was pulling on him and made him fall into somebody. Well, I'd get angry too. So, I mean, yeah. people were all making a big deal about that. I mean, I'd get pretty mad. Yeah, he's, I would he's too. only I, human. I mean, what do you I mean, I get angry in crowds in general. I know so. he always seems so yeah. bright and smiley and nice, but yeah. you know, it's good to see he shove somebody to the ground. You know, it's like you yeah, know, Jesus got angry too. It's okay. That's true. He did. There was that one time. Yeah. That one time. Yeah, it happens. It's good to know that he's, it's not it's not just all. Uh, it's not just all uh, rainbows, you know, sun, and, rainbows and sunshine. Exactly. Yeah, so he's got got a got that dark side too. Yeah, well, I wouldn't so. go that far. Well, yeah, not really. <laughs> so now uh, it was interesting. So he had a quote, and uh, I don't know if he was referring to anybody in particular. He was saying, "A person who thinks only about building walls wherever they may be and not building bridges is not Christian." Uh, he said, "This is not in the gospel." Although he, somebody was relaying to him what somebody, uh, certain politicians had said. So, I but, wonder um, who. Yeah, but uh, but. I was thinking, you know, it said, you know, what he said is, you know, if you think only about walls and not building bridges. Yeah, he said only. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, so he qualified it. I mean, that's what I was saying. So the Catholic answer would be to build both walls and bridges, right? Well, so. well I don't know about that either. Yeah. I mean, it well, depends yeah. on the circumstances, you know. Yeah. But I was thinking, we were thinking that uh, uh, our, our buddy Arlen pointed out that Pontifex actually means bridge builder. So, and then I was asking, what is, what's Latin for wall builder? And then uh, he, he thought maybe uh, Murifex, uh, M-U-R-I. Your effects, uh, and say like a structure builder, I guess, of some sort. Some fancy Other word. Built bridge, and don't get me going on about bridges. Yeah, that's hey. true. Right here. <laughs> you, you really call them like you see them, Joe. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah, that's ooh, we need a rim shot for that. Yeah. 
it's to, to the pun was it. the pun was riveting. It was, yeah, it's, yeah. it's good, yeah. But yeah, so uh, what uh, now? It's Lent, but we won't say which Lent it is. But um, yeah, yeah, no, so far so uh, good. How, how's your how's your mortification going? Uh, it's yeah, not so good, but um, oh. I uh, um, probably need to do more more of those uh, stations of the cross or something like that. Yeah. But, a little uh, more hair shirt, you know. Something like that. The hair Spend shirt. Spend your time with the hair shirt. Yeah. A little more mortification. Uh, I may... There was a Russian novel I was trying to read. I figured that'd be good mortification. So, but, <laughs> yeah, you um, people like that. Uh, no, yeah, I, I, yeah that's, that's true. Um, so anyway, so yeah, we're going to talk about... Uh, we're going to be interviewing uh, our friend Liz, who's a... Um, uh, now, she's a, she studied clinical mental health counseling at Franciscan. So Good deal. Yeah, so we'll... Good place. Uh, she uh, she can discuss relationship issues. So if we have any have anything uh, no. in a relationship you want to discuss, that's I mean, the way we can just open, hey, open up in front I, of her. I don't, I don't know about but, that, but, but. <laughs> like, or in general, she handles you know any sort of, any one of your bitty issues. Uh, she can you know we can well, discuss. That's good to know. You know, but, I'm not sure how much I want to open air. You know, I just well, well what, after uh, the show. Well, we can just edit all that out. Anything unless we have any or, issues like in our working uh, relationship. I don't. I'm not sure she can counsel any type of. She relationship. Can, uh, it doesn't have to just be romantic. You know, it could be like coworkers. You know, yeah. team building exercises. I was anything? going to ask her if she can read minds because oh. if you're trained like that, you can probably read. I don't. Minds. I don't think that's the point. Or oh. maybe they probably could. But yeah. But, all right. We'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll see what the, what she can come up with. So she she can give us some tips. Sweet. So, yeah. but, all right. Well, we'll take a break and we'll be back. This is Mary McClory. M little C big C little L O R Y, and you're listening to Joe's People. Join Catholic Charities for the 10th annual Creating Hope Luncheon. It only takes one. To do what, you might ask? That's the question that Catholic Charities of Central Texas will answer in just one hour at the 10th annual Creating Hope Luncheon on Thursday, April 14th from noon to 1 p.m. The luncheon is free to attend. Reserve your seat today. Call 512 651 6132 or visit our website at cccx.org that's cccx.org all right well we are back and now we're joined by my friend liz and you pronounce it hertz it's pronounced hertz not even close that was like like a rental car maybe hertz okay i mean it's german though right yes it's very german but it does not look the way that it's pronounced at all it's okay I mean, my last name is Geisler, and uh, people think it's Geisler, so, but uh, with the, the G-E-I, gets them. Uh, but yeah, so, um, uh, now you're from Iowa. I am. Mm-hmm. So now I went to Purdue, and it was cold and windy, but there was good parking. But uh, <laughs> but now, um, I remember I had a co- or, uh, we had a classmate named Tracy who, like, he never wore pants. He always wore shorts, even in the summer, or even in the, in the worst winter. And like I'm like well, like is Iowa can't be that much colder than Purdue, so I, don't, I didn't quite get. But uh, it's pretty cold. But yeah, it gets it gets it's cold and. Uh, I'm trying to think of like what's what would you what's the coldest you've you've ever been? Ooh, uh, like negative. well, wind chill temps that can get like negative thirty, negative forty. Yeah. Actual temperature you can get maybe like five or ten below. Yes, yeah, he on he those really yeah, cold Sam, days. Uh, yeah, Sam would just be dead. He wouldn't have. Yeah, he wouldn't be able to survive. So. Not even close. Yeah. <laughs> We did have one, uh, when I was there one year, we were at negative 5, negative 20 wind chill, but that was about the worst. Uh, yeah. Miss yeah. The snow, so. I don't miss uh, the snow, no. I, I, I love these Texas winters. I've only experienced this one, but it's fantastic. It? Oh, yeah. February was amazing. Yeah. 
it's the way to go. Oh, well, they say, they like, say we don't, we don't, like, oh, people complain, like, oh, you don't, you don't have all the season. I'm like, yeah, we skip the lame one. Exactly. <laughs> we, the well, you, we, we get, you know, we get down below, we get down below 40. It's yeah. pretty brutal. Yeah. It snows every <laughs> six or seven years. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, um, and then uh, everybody has to ask about Radar O'Reilly, too. That's, oh, yeah, well, Tracy, he always talked about Otumwa. I guess he'd been to Otumwa, Iowa. That's where Radar O'Reilly was from. So. Do you know who Radar O'Reilly uh, is? That was from so MASH. You're, you're good. So, yeah. You're, 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 you're missing your demographic okay. here. I, 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 I'm aware of that. I know, yeah. So, but, but like, I would think he'd be, like, like any, anytime anybody mentions Iowa, right, that... that uh, well, you know, among among certain well, like they got a statue to them or something. <laughs> well, or... a lot of times when people hear Iowa, they'll think Field of Dreams. Yeah, that's okay. what I yeah. thought too. Yeah. Radar, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You're that's true. Like, okay, <laughs> but yeah. So, um, what about so? Uh, so not a whole lot of uh, drama. What about have you gone ever gone cow tipping? No, <laughs> I have not. But okay. we have shirts like in the Iowa airport that have yeah. that like show cow tipping things like that. All the good stuff: corn, bacon. We're the biggest pork industry in Iowa, so. Hmm. We love pigs and we love corn. Who doesn't? Yeah, I don't know. gotta love corn. At, the thing at Purdue in the student union, like there was no, they didn't have good corn. That's Ooh, like, that's and, and we're like in the middle of you know, well, couple of miles campus. of corn. Campus uh, food's always kind of lame. Well, yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, they had like uh, you know they have like the feed corn. I'm pretty sure they have the feed corn for the cattle. Then they like a grade below that is like grad student corn, <laughs> student corn. But there's a rim shot on these. Yeah, well, like here in Texas, they'll like sell peaches off the truck, you know. But in mm-hmm. Iowa, it's sweet corn. That's what they sell uh-huh. off the truck that you just pull over and you, you purchase. Yeah, it's very good. Mm-hmm. It's like straight from the field almost. They did yeah. have. Uh, I mean, you know, outside of the university, we had, we had some pretty good corn. Though, so, so can't complain about that. But yeah, so okay, yeah, and then you did your undergrad at Iowa State. Yes, I did. And then the cyclones. The what? See, I was going to ask about that. Okay, yeah. So, I ask what the, uh, uh, what, but a cyclone is like that's uh, that's in the uh, the Indian Ocean there, right? So, if you want to so. be technical, okay, yeah, yeah. But it, that's fine. Yeah, so you can't yeah. do, probably the we're, tornadoes were taken. We're, or we're like a right mix now. of like a cyclone and and like a cardinal at the same time. Like our mascot is technically a bird, yeah. But we're the cyclones. I don't know. It's it's weird, but it's cool. There, well, yeah, there, there are other landlocked. Schools that have hurricanes as their mascots. I guess that's yeah, the It could have been that like a tornado was taken or something. Probably. So, yeah. Now Purdue, we had like um, we had Purdue Pete, and then we mm-hmm. had the Boilermaker Express, which is a train, which didn't seem like that like cuddly and, and no. cute as you know, or intense so. or anything. It's, yeah, it's kind of boring <laughs> industrial. Train, yeah. You know. Yeah. Cool. It sits there and does its job. It's well, we had a we had a Boilermaker Express like drove around campus. Uh, so there was that. So, but uh, but yeah, it wasn't really uh, wasn't like a lovable mascot. But it got the point across, though. I guess that what y'all like so, to boil water. That's yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So, the, we uh, we actually had uh, what was interesting. We had a hall of entomology, and you know, we uh, are studying bugs, and uh, we had a bug fest every year. So I thought that was uh, that was always uh, you can eat roaches and stuff. And, bug you know, fest. It was, uh, Ooh. Yeah. So. It was a fun time. Yeah. Mm, in, yes. In Iowa, we have Bacon Fest. So yeah, that sounds a lot more. Okay, yeah. I like her. Yeah. Sorry. We actually Joe. there's a. Well, we have the. Have you been to the Bacon Restaurant in a? The uh, we have a Bacon Restaurant here, and Kevin Bacon was actually. Ooh. They have a picture of Kevin Bacon sitting there. So, <laughs> so that's a, That's what Austin has to boost. But yeah. So um, now then you went to Franciscan. So. You, mm-hmm. so now, are they, are they called Franny's? Is this a... Uh, uh, yeah, so, okay, yeah, we are. So that's what I thought. Yeah. Well, kind of your stereotypical Franciscan student is called a Franny. Yeah. So not, it doesn't necessarily apply to everyone, but it's like the stereotypical 
Franciscan student, like when you would think of a Franciscan student, if something fits that mold, they're yeah. a Franny. Did, did so, you have okay. that mold? Uh, no, I was. Well, I was also a grad student. Yeah, you're a grad so it's, student, it's a little so bit different. We're, we're um, yeah, yeah nice. a little bit different. Not, no, um, we, but, we love the Franny people. But then you have your tradies too. <laughs> so you know you have all your different groups. So, but we all kind of mesh together somehow. Yeah. Are there Frannies <laughs> that aren't tradies? Uh, that's. Uh, I would have thought uh, our good friend Audrey is a Franny. She, I mean, she's sort of, uh, yeah, I guess it's tough yeah. to uh, uh, I, characterize Audrey, though. So, I don't know, yeah. That's, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't been in the, immersed enough in the culture to know oh, yeah. if she, if she yeah. fits the mold. Well, the, the campus is a little bit more charismatic in nature, but it's still very orthodox. So it's, that's something I haven't necessarily experienced because a lot of the time if something's, when I've experienced charismatic, you know, renewal or the movement, it's just been a little, sometimes like over the line, not very orthodox. Like, but at Franciscan, they seem to do a, a really good job of, of having that atmosphere, um, and that style of worship, but yet still being true to, the magisterium and the way that the mass is supposed to go, things like that. So I found it very well done. Yeah. So, yeah, I couldn't complain much. I can always complain, but I I really enjoyed my time there. That's cool. Mm-hmm. What's their mascot? I mean, is it a monk or something? Or what's what a monk? It's a baron. A baron? Yeah. The barons. The barons. The barons. Like a robber baron? Oh. Just kidding. Like it's kind of like a duke. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like but that. okay. Yeah, it's kind of even creepy. Regal, but I'm wondering why. I don't That's know why. Good. I mean, I, like I'm building up some real estate holdings, and I thought I'm not quite to like a baron yet, though. No. no. Maybe like a <laughs> like a count or something. Something or, like there. Get like a county. That's about it. Yeah. That's good. I mean, we're kind of getting to be Baron. You're getting there. Or the other thing One is, like, if, if I go up the level of, like, from Slumlord to, like, um, Lone Shark and then to Kingpin. Yeah, I lost all my roommates. I'm not even a Slumlord anymore. Oh. So. Yeah. <laughs> all my tenants are gone. Oh, you're an empty nester now. Yeah, you know. <laughs> all right. Yeah. yeah. It's been, uh, yeah. That's going to be tough. That's all right. Yeah. yeah, I didn't, I must have missed the invite. That, yeah. That, you know, when you had to. No, I didn't. No. Uh, maybe having parties or whatever. No, so, no. Yeah. I haven't, I've been, it's been low-key lately. Yeah. You know. Okay. Oh, sure, oh, that's fine. So what? Uh, uh, <laughs> so now, yeah. So now you study clinical uh, clinical mental health counseling at, mm-hmm. at Franciscan. So, so what's that all about? So in the counseling field, or really in the psychological field, if you're really wanting to work with people, kind of in that clinical or that counseling area, there's two different fields. There's clinical counseling or like clinical psychology and counseling psychology, and they are different. And so clinical, you're more so doing assessments, um, you know, doing personality tests, things like that. Whereas with counseling, you're doing obviously more counseling, more of that one-on-one, helping, helping people to work through their own issues, whatever those may be. And so for the clinical mental health counseling, it's still that one-on-one counseling approach, but just a little bit more clinical in nature. So we do learn to do some of the assessments mm-hmm. um, and also learning to work with um, individuals who may be struggling with maybe more severe diagnoses. Um, and so we were trained to, to work in a variety of different fields. It could be, you know, in a community mental health center, private practice, uh, prepping us to go on to further graduate schools uh, because it was only a master's degree. So they, didn't, they don't offer a doctorate, uh, a doctorate degree. So really just preparing us to go out and work into a variety of fields. Mm-hmm. So um, I was going to ask, so are you able to read minds? Because that, that's pretty <laughs> much that, that should be. No, uh, it should be so that cool. power really if uh, you, you do that. So, and then you can't diagnose Sam, I guess, just by looking at him, or just uh, no, you can't guess like what what sort of disorders might, what, might what be. Am I 
what am I thinking? <laughs> Skeletons in my closet. Oh man, no, I, I do not read minds. Um, I've I'm more in tune to reading patterns, I'd say. Yeah. Um, but not necessarily reading minds. It's very, very different. Not necessarily <laughs> counseling related. It's not my job to fix people. It's my job to help them find it within themselves to help themselves. You know, yeah. my job is to work myself out of a job. But very the way that the culture is headed. That probably won't be happening anytime soon. No, yeah, we generate plenty of work yeah. for you. So like, which I guess is kind of good for me. Like, I'm going to have a job. I'm not going to have to be worried about that. But yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> now, what about the Catholic angle? Now, Catholics, we repress all feelings. So we don't really <laughs> – so there's no real problem there, right? So yeah, Oh, so fine, right? Yeah. you know, if you repress one feeling, you repress them all. So yeah. that's if, – if you can't feel sadness, you can't feel happiness either, so – you know, you know, just get to pick and choose. But no, the Catholic angle is something I really wanted, which was why I went to Franciscan in the first place. And so having that worldview in order to know, um, you know, what's really going to help people and what's going to harm them. So it's something I really wanted to tap into and utilize. And I, I really want to serve more so a Christian Catholic population. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody needs help at some point or another and so going to someone who has that same worldview as you do or the same beliefs is very helpful and yeah so i know that when i was younger i went to a counselor and they they weren't catholic and it ended up hurting me that they weren't catholic and didn't understand where i was coming from when i would say certain things and so it was part of my part of the reasoning why i went to went into the counseling field and specifically into the catholic mm-hmm. realm of counseling i guess mm-hmm. yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, when when we say we need to discern things, they're just not going to understand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, way over their heads. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's just a uh, we need to discern a lot. And that's you know, they just they just have to understand that's, that. And that's like you a know. Catholic keyword, you know, like <laughs> you don't know what discern means, like I don't or contrition. Know. Yeah, <laughs> contrition. Well, yeah, uh, I, I've said that. I like sometimes I, I also discern out. I've heard seen guys discern out of the seminary, so mm-hmm. I uh, I'll discern out of parties sometimes. So mm-hmm. or you know. We can't go to all of them. True. I, I try. I do what I can. So, yeah. <laughs> what about, um, uh, so now you also said, so you know, you like helping uh, young adults and I do. particularly college students. Now, what, what, what kind of problems could college students possibly have? I mean, other than, <laughs> so they run out of beer. And uh, what, what else? Uh, yeah, they get a, uh, I'm, I'm guessing you know, they, could have, they could have other problems, maybe stress. or uh, you know. Anxiety is a big one. Yeah. So. Needing to, you know, in today's world, we're being pressured to, you know, join every club and also do everything, you know, and also have the social life and be able to get enough sleep. And it's like you can really only choose like two of those three categories in life, uh, or at least in college. And so um, I've counseled a lot of college students who have just have had a lot of anxiety, just having a hard time calming themselves to even work on their schoolwork because they're so stressed about it um, or depression. Um, just not even I don't I don't feel motivated to do my work. You know, I'm just down all the time. Like, I'll sleep 14 or 15 hours a day. And I'm like, well, that's a problem. Yeah. Um, or even a lot of body image issues, particularly among women. Um, you know, I haven't personally seen a lot of issues with porn, just with the people who I saw. But I know some of my fellow interns who worked with me at Franciscan. I mean, that's, an, that's always an issue anywhere mm-hmm. um, on every campus. Um, you know, people struggling with sexual abuse from their past, um, or, you know, currently like having been raped, things like that. I mean, there's a lot of that that goes on. Um, and so I've, I've worked a lot with those issues with college students. Um, and so 
and a lot of those are, you know, a bit bigger than you would think, maybe just for a college student. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but some of it's just, or even just family issues, or mm-hmm. even just the, the the little struggles with the roommate, or just I'm adjusting to college life, things like that. Mm-hmm. So how did they? Uh, so was there a? Um, uh, would you say there's still a stigma attached to like uh, getting help and? Uh, oh yeah. Um, and like, how did they, you know? I guess um, how did they end up getting referred to you? Um, uh, you know, when they or how did they even realize you know that there was was this well well advertised that these services are available to the students or? Yeah, we do know? try to advertise, um, especially at Franciscan Advertising. You know, our services. I mean, they can go Google or like on the Franciscan website, they can search for the counseling services um, and like an orientation, like all those materials are given out to students um so and the nice thing is that it it's a very low cost um so i think that really helps students to maybe more so want to come because you're not going to find any cheaper counseling i mean technically they're paying for it with tuition but technically but really on college campuses it's either going to be like real it's going to be free or it's going to be like super cheap like 10 bucks a session i'm like you're never going to find that anywhere you know outside of that yeah um so, but it was really, you know, confidentiality is a big, is a big, um, issue or stressor, you know, no, they, they don't want anybody else knowing. And I think in the Catholic world, it's like, we think that we don't need counseling. Like we, we can just rely on God, yeah. you know, and God will just take away all of our problems or he'll just, I can just go pray it away. And I'm also like, well, if that's the case. Like next time you break your arm, like you better be going to the adoration chapel first, you know, yeah. and like just pray it away. Like God will heal, <laughs> heal your arm, you know, like you don't need to go to no doctor. Like, so I, I've run into that issue where people think they can just pray away some of those issues. And I'm like, well, God also gave, you know, counselors and people who have gifts to be able to help others through some of those issues. And so I have run into that a lot of, I can just go pray to pray it away. Right. Yeah. You can go try that and let me know how it's working for you. you yeah. Prayer is always a good place to start and always the foundation. Um, but, you know, God works a lot through ordinary means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's primarily how he works. That's right. so. Well, yeah, it's the, uh, um, his grace builds on nature, right? Yeah, so, exactly. Um, yeah. Also, uh, so, okay, the, the one place that does, uh, that could compete that's free is confession, right? That, uh. I often I often advertise it as like free as like almost like free Catholic uh, psychotherapy, right? Some, although although so I'm sure you use it as al- that. Although there's mm-hmm. uh, right there's the there's the school of thought you really don't use it that way, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, which most but, priests ascribe to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if they, you want to talk with them separate, but yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, uh, but I guess but there's a spiritual component there too, right? That mm-hmm. um, um, I'm guessing you might have seen that like an interaction between uh, mm-hmm. reconciliation and uh, oh yeah. Um, and therapy. I would always ask if, you know, if, if, if I know that, that they're Catholic, when was the last time you went to confession? Or like, you know, how, what's that kind of pattern in your life? Because it's, you know, it is hard to work on yourself when you kind of have that baggage of sin with you. Mm-hmm. So that's something I would always ask um, if, if I knew that they were Catholic. Yeah. So, yeah. See, I often say we get, we get reps for, uh, for being, uh, um, uh, for imposing guilt, but it's more like Catholics know what to do with guilt. Exactly. <laughs> if you do something bad, you should feel bad. Yeah, I was like, guilt. Guilt's not necessarily the problem. It's the shame that makes us want to run away. Like that's the issue. Like when we just start despairing and like we lower our eyes from Christ. I'm like, that's the real issue. I'm like, 
if you feel bad, you know, if, if you do something, if you do something wrong and you feel guilty, I'm like, that's good. That means like things are working properly. Mm-hmm. You have a functioning you know? conscience. Yeah. <laughs> See, I was going to even ask if the, you know, the new emojis were going to help uh, with all the, you know, social media addictions, but you know, they might. <laughs> That might be too too early to, yeah. to tell. If that, uh, they that still didn't put a dislike button on there. Uh, yeah. I was going to use the angry button, uh, always, just always, <laughs> always, just always use angry, no matter what. Or someone else pointed out that there's not a eh button. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's only like happy, sad, angry. And there's no. Eh. There's no meh. No mm-hmm. meh. Yeah. Meh actually came from The Simpsons too. Yeah. Uh, meh. Yeah. That's uh, they invented that. So what about um uh, in, you know what what about the idea of so I actually um. Uh, we had uh, now Bishop Sis give a talk on um, getting through a spiritual drought, and he was talking about, um, but he was talking about that there's no spiritual need, or at least in his opinion, no spiritual need to um, suffer psychologically. Um, that because there's also the Catholic idea of um, you know redemptive suffering, and I, I often think about you know like Saint John of the Cross, mm-hmm. um, that you know it seems like he was. He, he going through spiritual turmoil, but also a psychological turmoil. Yeah. And it's like, well, what if, what, uh, what about the, uh, um, like the redemptive side of psychological suffering? Mm. Well, I think it's important to know that while we can offer that up to the Lord, united to Him, so He can transform it, that we're also kind of like, um, what that priest said is like we're not necessarily called to live in that psychological state of suffering, you know. Like, those things are not how we're made to live, you know. It's, it's you can still offer up that pain or unite it to Christ and still seek help and be doing both at the same time. You know, like, if I get a headache during the day, like, I can unite it to Christ's suffering and I can take ibuprofen to, yeah. like, help manage it so I can function. Like, especially if those, you know, if the psychological distress is getting in the way of your functioning, like, you're not able to do the things that you're trying to do, like, yes, Unite it with Christ, but also you should probably be seeking some professional help in order to help you get back to just that functioning level. Like, God wants us to do well on this earth, you yeah. know, and to – sometimes that means getting help professionally, or sometimes that might mean going to spiritual direction and kind of knowing the difference between is this, like, a psychological issue or is this a spiritual issue? And what – you know, where is that line? Um, and, you know, do I, do I need to go – do I need to go see a counselor in the mental health field, or do I need to go talk to a priest about how my prayer life is really dry? Yeah, you know, because it's kind of two different topics, very integrated but different topics. And really, we think Sam needs both, really, don't pretty we? much. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, just uh, just to cover all your bases. Who's <laughs> winning? Do you have my card? But yeah, I was. I mean, we were going to talk about. It. She also does, you know, relationship counseling. So, mm-hmm. right. and that's but, not, uh, not just for like couples, right? That could be like coworkers. That could be you know, know romance. Team, that could be anything. Yeah, yeah, the the approach that I take to counseling, I'm being a trained in a, in a specific approach to counseling at uh, the center where I work. It's called uh, family systems, and so we're looking at the entire system. So it's like it's not just looking at the one person. It's also looking at you know their family system, the patterns that they learned to manage anxiety or whatever, mm-hmm. um, where those come from, and then how are those being played out today in our own relationships? You know, what's my functioning level like in these other relationships? And typically we find that it's very similar to what happened in our families because we've learned them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so kind of for seeking to understand, and then with the understanding we can begin implementing change. And it's all about 
working on ourselves to create, um, to have a better sense of self. So we're not necessarily receiving our sense of self from other people or from always giving, um, things like that. Mm-hmm. So looking a lot at relationships, family counseling, couples counseling, and then also individual counseling. Mm-hmm. The, uh, that sounds a little bit of, uh, there's a little bit of transactional analysis in there, right? The, uh, um, that or everybody has a, uh, they have their model of their parent in their head, so, and, uh, and then they also have their inner child, too, so that's clearly obvious in certain people. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know, you just looking, looking over at saying no, 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 no particular <laughs> reason there. It's uh, well, there's the adult too. There's the parent, the adult, and the child in there. All you know, fighting for dominance there. But yeah, my my inner child said food <laughs> goes in here. So yeah, yeah, true. That's another Simpsons uh, reference though. That's uh, we can't help ourselves. It's uh, what did uh, you can say what Mo uh, what Mo's inner how child said? You, how come you don't use your accent no more? <laughs> Homer's inner child says, food goes in here. It sure <laughs> does. Um, yeah, and then what, uh, what about, uh, and then you said also working with teens. Like, So how, is, uh, um, uh, how, does that, how does that differ from the, the college students? Is it more stress, less stress? I mean, different. Uh, oh, it's, it's a, it, all, it also depends on the age of the teen, if they're like 14 or 18. If they're 18, I can kind of, you know, I, they're an adult legally. Um, so it's different just paperwork-wise um, because they are a minor, um, but also diff- it's different because of their level of maturity like and what they can and can't kind of make sense of. So if their abstract thinking is just kind of starting to click, it might be a little bit more difficult to maybe explain some of those abstract concepts. Um, but, you know, when they're older, they can kind of take that in and be like, oh, like, I, I understand. I'm seeing this. So I've um, worked with some children who are like, you know, 10 or 12, and I can't necessarily use the same language as I can for someone who's 17, 18. So it's, I almost, I have to, you know, make sure I'm using the correct and appropriate language for whomever I'm talking to. Uh, so it's, it is a little bit different. Um, and also as teens, um, they're typically more enmeshed in the family um, because they're still going to high school or, you know, whatever school they're at. They're still typically living at home. As a college student, it's like their first step away from home. They're kind of learning how to become more independent. And, of course, that's going to, you know, increase anxiety levels. Um, so, but the teen is still very much in their family system, living in, living at home, and are more uh, susceptible to all the stressors that go on with that. Yeah. So, a little bit different. Um, I think I, I see a little bit different issues um, with the versus the college student versus the teen, um, but still can be very similar. You know, like I have teen clients who have been offered drugs and they're already having to deal with those kinds of issues mm-hmm. that in college you're probably going to see. Um, so a lot of teens are having to mature a lot quickly, a lot more quickly um, than maybe I did or, you know, back in the day. So... Um, there are some differences, but there are also some similarities as well. What about, um, uh, so yeah, you mentioned, yeah, or, you know, like our modern society and, uh, um, or, you know, we talk about how it generates, or, you know, the, the, some of the other issues that come up. What, I mean, what, what do you see the effect, what effects do you see, uh, from social media on, uh, uh mm. 
on this? Is it making things much worse? Uh, slightly worse? Better? <laughs> um, <laughs> definitely the body image one. It's probably very, uh, very influenced by media, especially for women. Um, I think some men, uh, men struggle with it too, but I think for them it's just a little bit different. They don't necessarily bring it out. For, whereas with women, um, I see obviously a lot more women in counseling than I do men. It's a more pronounced issue of wanting to look good, you know, needing to be skinny. And, like, it's not just a want. Like, it's a need. Like, it, it becomes an obsession. Yeah. And so definitely seeing that being fueled by media. Um, and also with that, just the amount of, like, sex and porn that's in the media is obviously just causing a lot of different issues. And even just, you know, marital problems. So you're not even for college. I mean, obviously in college students, but also in uh, families, uh, you know, the divorce rates or affair recovery, um, things like that, where people think it's okay to, to just, you know, they have all this anxiety and here they aren't having their needs met in their marriage. And so they're going somewhere else to get those needs met. Um, so just a lot of, I think those two issues are really, um, are really influencing this upcoming generation and also just, uh, you know, like American culture, it's all about that individualism and, uh, you know, being yourself and being on your own and not having to rely on anybody else, like the independent woman, like that's something that I've got, you know, like Beyonce is just like the independent woman, you know? Um, and so, but also learning how to correctly and healthily have a relationship where it's not just you on your own. Cause we, we, aren't meant to survive in isolation we're meant to be in relationships but learning how to have healthy relationships healthy friendships and healthy romantic relationships and not becoming emotionally dependent um or enmeshed with someone else where if they leave you can't stand without them but learning how to be you know i am an individual but i'm an individual in open connection with someone else that can rely on them and can be vulnerable um with certain people as the relationship grows. And so kind of learning those steps. And a lot of people, I don't think, uh, I don't think our culture fosters that healthy relationship. I'm, Sam and I have our boundaries. So that's, that's <laughs> always good. Yeah. That's always important. I avoided that quote uh, the, from the Simpsons that I won't, I won't use. But, oh, yeah. No, we'll, I'll edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Homer, Homer would say in relationships, the problem is communication. Uh, too much. Too much communication. communication. <laughs> So that's why everybody else's marriage is falling apart except ours. <laughs> Too much communication. What about, uh, um, so uh, you, you mentioned you did uh, some work with the diocese, you, or you, you had a little bit of some interaction with the diocese. Um, yeah, um, just uh, since moving here and uh, beginning to work, I've met with um, the family life director for the diocese and talking about putting on some workshops for the diocese. Um, and just last night, Myself and my two other Catholic interns, my fellow Catholic interns at the place where I work, um, New Life Counseling Center, we put on a, we're putting on a workshop series um, for um, St. Vincent de Paul uh, um, in Cedar Park, Round Rock area. And so we're doing a three-part series. Like We just did one last night on anger. Um, what is anger? How to manage it? The next one will be conflict resolution. And the third workshop that we're putting on is um, how to build a sense of self and that self-esteem issue that keeps coming up um, in our culture. And so we're making our way kind of through the parishes in a sense, reaching out to 
to the diocese and to the different Catholic parishes here to let them know that there are Catholic counselors who who do want to help. Like my my primary um, demographic is uh, the Catholic demographic here in yeah. Austin. So, well, so how um, if people wanted to contact you, do they? Um... New yes, Life New Counseling life, Center. New Life Counseling. Yes. Yep. New Life or, Counseling Center. Or, the, or go through the, uh, uh, or go through the, or they don't go through the diocese. They just go direct right to your. You actually have your website, so. Yeah, it's just newlifecounselingcenter.com. Yeah. So uh, the different referrals I've gotten have either been like, oh, I found your website, or I found you on Psychology Today. I don't yet have a Catholic therapist account, um, but some people also go to like CatholicTherapist.com. They can find. Um, a Catholic therapist in their area. They can kind of look to see who's in their area. Um, but also just a lot of referrals. Um, so, uh, like, I've gotten some referrals from the UCC here at Austin. I'm just, I gave uh, Father Jamie, who's the, the associate pastor, just a stack of business cards. We had a meeting, and so they'll just pass out business cards. I went to speak um, after Masses. I'm at the UCC uh, just to help people know who I am, um, where I'm located, you know, handing out business cards, and the same with um, when I met with the director for family life for the diocese, uh, just giving them my information, my cards, brochures, things like that. So a lot of it's just going out and marketing. Yeah. And so we're working on marketing to the diocese, to all the parishes, at least in the Austin area, particularly Round Rocks. That's where we're located. Um, but still, some people will. I like drive all over Austin, so if it's like a thirty or forty minute drive for me, that's like a typical commute. Yeah. So, but for some people, it's like way. It's like oh, it's so far. And like for me, it's not that far anymore. Um, but people will like you know if it, if that's what they're really looking for, you know, to make that commute once a week, you know, they can always drive up and do that. So, but yeah, they can always call or email. So all of our information's online. Cool. All right, well, good. Uh, we'll have to we'll have to put a link uh, also from the from the yeah. uh, the website. So, cool. Well, it's been fun. It's been so, real. It's been yeah. real fun. <laughs> All right, yeah. I think we, we've we haven't really sorted out any of Sam's problems, but you know, we'll, no, we'll, they're myriad. It's a, and complicated. Just knowing there's a problem is uh, is a start. So, a complex good. maze of dread and woe. Yeah, let's not that's not that's not. Take we don't have time right now. Let's not open up that can of worms. <laughs> <laughs> Some other time, but yeah, yeah, that could be another whole series. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, it was good talking with you. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me. Sure. All right. Well, we'll take a break and we'll be back. That's the show for this week. I'd like to thank my bestie, Sam Higgins, for showing up and co-hosting. And I'd also like to thank Liz Heiritz for being our guest this week. We look forward to your diagnosis of Sam's many issues. And I'd also like to thank my friend Katie Hauser for being our announcer. Awesome intro. And thank you for joining us for a mile or two in our walk with God. This is Joe Geisler saying good night and God bless from Austin, Texas.